Hey, welcome back to the Heaven Here Now podcast, where some former pastors sit down with people from all across the religious and spiritual spectrum to talk about this one thing, the big shift, the radical change that happens in life when we stop viewing heaven as something that may only happen someday far away and begin to believe that heaven is something that we have both the power and the responsibility to help bring into this world here and now. I'm Jesse Dukes, one of your hosts, and on today's episode, we sit down with Connie Jones, who is an author, a leader, a mentor, and the owner and founder of Arise Counseling and Coaching, where I work. Connie has a passion for helping people see their part in the Heaven Here Now process and shares about how her life changed when she made that shift. Something in me could not do okay, could not be okay with that. I could not be okay with the fact that all of this, 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 this relationship that I was supposed to have with God that was going to be transformational, I was not going to experience it until I got to heaven. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't make sense of that. And it wasn't worth it to me. Let me just say that. It got to the point where I finally told him, I said, if this is the way it's going to be, I don't want this. That passion for wholehearted and authentic connection with people and with God is one of the things that we love so much about Connie and what makes her excellent at her job. We're excited for you guys to hear the rest of this conversation and to just know how important mental health is as a foundation for everything involving Heaven Here Now. We're gathering people to bring Heaven Here Now. Thanks for coming along on the journey with us. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, you guys, to the Heaven Here Now podcast. We have a great friend, and now I have coworkers on, on each side, <laughs> surrounded by surrounded by coworkers with a, a great friend, yes. Connie. We've been thinking about, uh, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while. This is, we're now doing podcast swaps because you had me on your podcast and yes. appreciate you repaying the favor. What is your, oh, con- what is your podcast, okay. Connie? Tell everybody what that is. Oh, it's uh, it's Warrior Arise podcast, and um, it's about living bravely, freely, and authentically you and your in your purpose and your destiny. That's so, awesome. just, yeah. just to clarify, that's warrior, like somebody who fights, not warrior. Warrior, yeah. yes, warrior. That <laughs> a was a southern, southern twang, accent. southern accent. Yes, that's a, that's exactly. a different. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Warrior. They're <laughs> yes. the ones we're trying to get into con- into uh, right. counseling. Yes. yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I also I wore this I wore this shirt for you. I wore my my listen and love shirt because for anybody that doesn't know you, like we're connected like- because we work. I'm you know you you manage uh, Arise Counseling and uh-huh. Coaching. Uh-huh. started it, founded it, all that kind of stuff. So yep. um, fellow therapist, mental health practitioner, um, community, like investor, just loves this place from uh, our yeah. Peachtree City area. But I want to get like, give us like 30 seconds to a minute of like, kind of for anybody that doesn't know you, like your story, kind of what got you to, to where you are. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, well, I was um, a, I came from a high performing family, a high achiever. And um, and had a breakdown because performance and achievement is exhausting. And, um, and so it, I got into counseling myself really early on in my 20s when I had a, um, a debilitating eating disorder and all kinds of other issues, um, d- depression, anxiety, the whole bit. And, um, and then through my own doing my own inner work and then and having a, a, um, a spiritual mentor too with, within my therapist and just growing in the Lord and understanding how to 
begin to take back the life that he had given me, that he has given us and be who I was created to be and how to um, own my power and authority and all that over the years just made me want to, I got so excited about that because unfortunately I didn't learn that in church. And, um, yeah. and I, um, you know, I got a very opposite message in church and, um, and so I, I felt empowered and I wanted to teach people what I had learned about yeah. living the life of freedom and fullness that God promises us. And because it doesn't have to be a struggle. I mean, yes, we're going to struggle as Christians, but it, it, we're not created to live in struggling, striving and surviving. Right. That is not our portion. It's not our inheritance, but we have to, we have to do the work. And, um, and there's a, there's an, an inner work that we have to be willing to dive into. And so I, now I'm just so passionate about, um, leading others and, um, you know, to do that work and supporting them in that and then developing other leaders who want to do that work and us collaborating, working together so that we create more impact and, and have more influence on people who want change in their life. They want real change. They don't just want to manage what's going on um, and, and, you know, continue in the, in the struggle. Hmm. They want to thrive. I love That's that. So good. I have to so, ask yeah. you, what is your Enneagram? Oh, I'm a, I'm the dreaded four. Are you? My husband <laughs> I, is a yes, four. But I have, but I have a real strong wing three. So yeah. some at, at different times, um, I could easily just easily, just as easily be a three yeah. as I could a four. However, what sets it apart is that, or that four is the, um, a couple of the, 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 the real struggle of the, the comparison, the envy that is kind of a major, um, and the, Oftentimes threes aren't as, as in touch with their emotions. And I go, and I am very in touch with my emotions and I go very deep. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what, what takes it over the right. line for me to right. make me a true, a true four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, the, um, all things four, but then have that three to kind of, um, you know, be the achiever too. So, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. interesting. So your husband's a four? He is. Yeah. And oh it's crazy gosh. because I don't know many fours. You would never think he was. Like when he kept taking the test and I was like, you got to redo it. You got to redo it. it. You got to redo it. I'm telling you though, he is in his feelings about stuff, but he wings five. Like you ask him any sports, oh, yeah. any sports thing that happened. I don't care like what day of the year. I don't care if it's about swimming or football or whatever. Like he's going to give you the answer. So yeah. yeah. And just like that, uh, comparison and like wanting to be authentic. Like we do something around the house and the neighbor does it like 10 days later. He's like, they just copied us. They, they <laughs> <laughs> that, that was ours. So yeah. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh goodness. The burden of a four. Yeah. <laughs> all the feels. Yeah. But you've got to be was, like the right person to see him in that as well. So I, I oh yes, yes, and, and that's probably you know I mean a, a a four can go either way I guess, but I mean naturally we're intuitive, mm -hmm. and so that's the other thing is that I can't shut my intuitive off, you know, right? And um, and so I guess having so early on, um, having that in so much counseling of my own and then becoming a counselor. And I have developed that so well that it's, um, you know, it, it is just, it's, it's what I love. It's, and it's, it's, I like, I like to teach other or help other people, you know, really get in touch with that intuitive part of them. Cause we all have it. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, of whether we're going to develop it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
And so it's, it's fun. I love well, that. I was guessing yeah. three, but I can see the four too. Yeah. Everybody's everybody always says, Oh, you're totally a three. And that's why I, they're shocked when I say yeah. I'm a four, but um, the three comes out yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm a three. A, a very, I'm ashamed very I'm a three, three, but I am. <laughs> you, I mean, that means I you're a slightly, that means you're a self-aware three. That's, I guess, yeah. Like you're a healthy three. I'm, that's right. I'm mentoring a three right now, and every time I'm like, "Oh gosh, please make me another number." Like, let's just have a total personality change here. Yeah. Oh, Enneagram is so much it fun, is. isn't it? It is. That's cool. Oh gosh, oh. we could we could talk for hours about right? that. Right. Right. It makes a ton of sense. Yes. Well, Connie, uh, when you were talking earlier, the thing that really like jumped out to me was, you know, one of the things we talk about in the intro of this is there's there's a shift that happens when people kind of stop viewing heaven as something that's like away, far away outside of them and begin to view that it's something that they have the power and the responsibility to help create here. And now and I really appreciate what you said about like, there's an attitude in the church a lot of times that like, we're just supposed to kind of suffer and struggle and then go to heaven. Right. Right. That like that, like there's this disconnect of, yeah, when when things are bad, it's like, well, this is just a this is a fallen world, and you know things right. kind of stink, and so you just kind of have a stiff upper lip and struggle through it, and then one day, far away, outside of your here and now, things can yeah. change. And I, I love that you know you talked about there's a part of you that's just like, well, that's I don't like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't no, know that I believe I, that. And, and I'm not trying not to, I'm not trying to put a plug in for my book, but honestly, God, I, I, this is the story that I wrote in my book because in what, and, and, and I just wrote a whole book about this and, and it, it is because, and it came from that question. I got so tired of the struggle that finally one day in just, uh, just, just utter complete frustration and literal breakdown. I mean, I was just mentally, emotionally, spiritually broken and exhausted. And I said, God, God, it cannot possibly be this hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is not, this doesn't measure up. This does not align with your promises. Yeah. This life I'm living does not align with your promise that you say that I am to have life and have it to the full, complete and overflowing. And like, that doesn't line up for me. And I literally had, I wrestled with him with that. And, and I, I tell that story in my book about, you know, getting to that point of that breakdown where like, I'm desperate to know this because I'm missing something here. And obviously I was missing something because over the next 10 years, that's, I threw myself into listening to everything I possibly could and studying and, and, and spending time with him and seeking him at a whole nother level to understand, I want to know the life you made me for. I don't want to keep settling for this life of struggling, striving and surviving. Yeah. Um, when you promise in John 10, 10, that it's going to be like this. Now, he doesn't say that there's not going to be struggle, of course, but it's not a constant struggle. We're not created to live in constant depression and anxiety and stress and burden and overwhelm and exhaustion and think that that's just part of life. We're not created to stay in the hustle of choosing our, having to choose our, 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 you know, our heart or our, or this hustle that we're in, this hustle society, this whole hustle culture and, and where there's no room for heart and, and, and continue in that, like, that's a normal way of living. Yeah. And he didn't make us for that. Right. And I just wasn't, 
something in me could not do okay, could not be okay with that. I could not be okay with the fact that all of this, 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 this relationship that I was supposed to have with God that was going to be transformational. I was not going to experience it until I got to heaven. Like I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't make sense of that. And it wasn't worth it to yeah. me. Let me just say right. that it got to the point where I finally told him, I said, if this is the way it's going to be, I don't want this. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> I appreciate you know. having the courage to do that, to be like, yeah, if this is what it is. Like I'm out, you know, I, yeah. like this, is, this isn't working for me. Well, I know? love the, uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand is like the, in Eden, right? Like our story begins with this, like here and now picture of like people in an environment where there's yeah. abundance, where there's goodness, where there's beauty, you know, where there's like, um, yeah, exactly. There's connection with other people and there's work, right? Like that's, that's sure. the thing is like, you know, it says, it says, you know, the people were put there to like tend and work the garden, but the, the shift after, you know, like the, the story, you know, shows that there's this break in the, in the way that things are supposed to be. Right. And then work becomes toil. That's right. right. And like, that's what it sounds like you're describing is like that sense in your heart about, I think everybody, you know, as an adult, you realize, man, like works, works just a part of life. You know, like you got to work, you got to, you got to wake up and you got to, you know, make your bed and you got to, you know, put your clothes away, whatever. Right. That's just work. But then there's like, then there's toil where mm -hmm. like this work is like killing me. Like this yeah. work is like eating away at a part of my soul. Like it's, de it's destroying something. Whereas I think work actually creates, you know, resilience and strength and power inside mm -hmm. of us. Like, and I just want to like, Absolutely. I want to get your thoughts on, I don't like, why is it? Do you think that like in Christianity, people can get stuck there in like in that place of toil and, and just be like, yeah, this is normal. This is the way that's supposed to be. Yeah. And I, and I do. And I, I, I like the words, um, essence versus effort. And so I believe that when we are, when we understand our essence, our true essence that we were created in, and each of us have a different essence, we are all in essence, we are children of God and we are, um, we are in his likeness. We're made in his image. So we all have that in common, but then we are each wired with different gifts, different, um, different personality styles, different little idiosyncrasies, different experiences, different stories that make us uniquely who we are. And that I believe is our essence, but we have to do our work to understand what our true essence is. We have to come back to ourselves and really, and really understand how we're created, how we're made, when we're most in alignment with our best self. And when, when and we can know that when the fruit's flowing, when joy, peace, goodness, kindness, you know, all of those things coming out of us, when we are in our true essence, we are using the gifts that God has given us. And we're doing the things that bring us joy and that are, that, that allow us to feel peace inside internally and allow us to feel aligned with who he made us to be. And in, 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 in attunement, with who he is. And, um, and what I think happened is somewhere along the way, because of disconnection from him and because of disconnection from ourselves. And I, I just think the culture lends to that, that there's so much distraction and so much, um, you know, going on that, that takes us, there's noise and it takes us away from 
being in tune and aligned and truly connected, not only with ourselves and our own heart, but the heart of God. And when we get disconnected, like they did in the garden, you know, that's when toil came in. And that's when we start to toil. We lose sight of when we go in our logical mind and we do what makes sense. And what makes sense to us is survival. Survival mentality tells us that I have to do more and I have to be self-sufficient and I'm all on my own and I can't depend on anybody. And I can't, if I can't see how it's going to happen, then it's probably not going to happen. And I have to live in fear and lack and self-doubt and all of those things. And that's all survival patterns that somewhere along the way, because we live in a broken world, we grow up learning survival patterns, survival mindsets and survival patterns of behavior. And that programs us very early on. And then no one teaches us anything different. So we learn to live in survival, but God created us to thrive in his patterns that he had set forth long ago in the garden. And they're very different patterns and rhythms than what society teaches us that are allowing us to survive, but not allowing us to thrive. And so we stay in the toil, we stay in the heavy labor, we carry the burdens, we do all the things, we depend on ourselves, we, things don't make logical sense, so we don't have faith in them. Um, We get into fear and doubt, and that runs our programming until it, it, at some point, we either you know, um, we discover it somehow. I don't know how a lot of, you know, other people discover it. I had to discover it at the end of myself. I don't know if someone's out there teaching. I mean, I, I, that's why I teach it now is because I'm hoping that, you know, people will hear that it doesn't have, you don't have to get to your breakdown to be able to learn a new way, to learn God's way to do things. Um, because I had, I got to my breakdown and that's, I hope others don't have to, to go there, but, um, I literally physically, mentally, spiritually, had a breakdown and just could not function anymore. And, and that's when, you know, I said to God, okay, God, this is not, this, this can't be all there is, you know? And, um, and then I began to understand, okay, wait a minute. It's my programming. It's the things that I learned to allow me to survive and even succeed to certain points. When it gets you to the top, it doesn't feel bad. Yeah. It, those things worked for me, but at a cost. Yeah. At a big cost. So I heard this story. This is this is a great example. So I heard this story recently. Um, there was a, a racetrack that used to run on leaded gasoline. And so it they it would it it had like performance uh increases for the cars, but it had environmental impacts for the people around them because like it, the cars ran a little bit better, but it spewed lead into the area surrounding the racetrack. And so they switched, this was like in 2008, they switched from leaded to unleaded gasoline. And then like the years after that, like they watched the test scores dramatically increase of the children that lived directly around that racetrack. And like, so I wanted to talk to you about this idea of like starting to see some of this stuff as environmental, because like you said, like you can do things that have a performance, a performance boost, but at what cost, right? Like they solve one problem, but they're, they're like these toxins that like fix one problem, but create two more, mm-hmm. right? That we don't really understand. And I, I, I really believe that a lot of the mental health 
and aspects of like the messages that we believe that like kind of the narratives that we, you know, kind of see ourselves in that we're just now getting an appreciation for how our internal environment like radically shapes our external environment and vice versa. Right. So like we just talk some about like about what you are seeing about how environment like our mental environment how we think and how we feel inside and our external environment, like affect this whole thing of, of wholeness. Yeah. Well, you know, when we are functioning out of that place of, you know, where we've got noise going on, you know, the biggest thing that I see that, that, that people struggle with is that they, their mind won't be still. So their mind is telling, so they're in anxiety, they're in constant stress, they're in, either, you know, depression, there's some kind of mood, um, not necessarily a disorder, but disordered mood. There's some kind of, um, you know, mood is disrupted. They're irritable. They're, um, you know, they're just stressed all the time and life. That's the way that a lot of times people live life and it just doesn't have to be that way. But when we're used to living in survival mode all the time, that becomes the norm. And to try to create, create a new environment when we're used to noise and chaos. I mean, it's the same thing in the garden. You know, what's the word for the Hebrew word for um, chaos? The, the Hebrew word ra is the same word for evil and chaos. And so, I mean, they're the same thing. Evil is chaos in the Hebrew. And so, you know, it's, 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 that's the, and that's the way that we live. We live in chaos and we're just succumbing to the lies of the enemy that that's the way life has to be. And we accept our internal environment being in chaos as an anxiety and stress as the norm. And we don't know how to, or if we do know how to, we don't take the time to do the discipline of reprogramming that and recalibrating that. And re- it's like tuning our instrument every yeah. day. And I believe I've learned that that is a, that, that is just as important as my, physical exercise every day to tune my spirit to God's spirit and to tune my mind into his mind and to, um, to learn to quiet my mind and quiet that survival. Um, the, the, the thinking that is throwing up constant, um, you know, worry, stress and anxiety, what ifs and fear and, 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 you know, worst possible case scenario, to me all the time. And it is my responsibility that if I want to live a new way, if I truly want to access the things of God and what he has for me and, and be able to be the vessel that he flows his spirit through, um, then, and his wisdom and, 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 and his, 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 my, my giftings, everything, I have to create that environment that can, that it can yeah. flow through. And if I'm not creating that environment, then I'm blocking his yeah. flow. Then I'm not effective as I'm not effective as a human being. I'm not peaceful. I'm not in joy. And I'm sure not in abundance And because that flow is blocked too, you know, and I am not able to serve my purpose um, because I can't hear. I can't, I sure can't, I can't even hear myself think much less God. It feels like this environment that you're talking about, this mental environment, even in Christian leaders and this whole, uh, whole hustle culture, it feels like we, uh, misinterpret spiritual fruits and think that busyness is a spiritual fruit. 
Do you, so, and that's what, do you think like what you're talking about, this environment that needs to be fixed in our middle space, do you think that's even in people's conscience today? Like, do you think they're even aware? I I don't think they are. I honestly think, I think that I do think that business is a badge of honor, honor in so many ways. I think that people have this perception because here's what we're doing. We are looking for our enoughness and our significance in the things that we do. And, and that's just a, that's, that's, you know, we all, I still, I still struggle with that. I'm constantly Same. looking yeah. for the things that I'm doing to fulfill my heart, but I re I, but I'm very aware that yeah. they don't. And so I, I am, I'm looking for the other now too, right. you know, and I'm, I'm trying to, to constantly, um, to, to turn my attention to God and to the things of him, because I know where, if I put that emphasis on the things that I'm doing, I know where that leads, but I don't think our culture recognizes as a whole. I don't think we're aware that there's anything different. I think we're just, we're just perpetuating this. Yeah. And it feels like in the Christian world too, like, okay, well, you're not going to be, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to do murder, but it doesn't feel like we see busyness as this sin, right? It's, it's like nobody ever talks about this. Only the big you know, 10 commandment topics that we talk about. Right. But yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, God even says what, I don't even know the verse. I'm terrible with verses, but the rev, but in revel, the, the actual verse, but the, but in revelation, maybe like one or two or so, he says, I see all these things that you're doing for me, but you have like abandoned your first mm-hmm. love and boy, that'll hit you in the heart. You know, it's like, he doesn't care about all these things that we're doing if we're doing them out of the wrong being and the wrong being it's not that we're wrong as the beings that we are it's that he did it we're not in alignment with the essence of who he created yeah. us to be that's the wrong yeah. being the wrong the right being is when we're attuned to him and we're in connection with him and we're listening to him and he's flowing through us in all moments of the day and we have this inner working relationship and connection that we're co-creating with him in every moment and um and we're we're um we're communicating with him in every moment or we you know that's that's what he created us for and but most of the time people aren't as a whole not that i'm doing it all right i don't mean that but i i i do realize the difference and it is a totally completely trans- transformed way of living um, and boy, is it much more enjoyable and like less stressful when we live from that place rather than this other place that I lived most of my life from. And I think most people live their lives mm. from the uh, the thing that I'm really connecting with that you're saying is like, I do think that there's two different like we're like a hybrid um, creature. We have we have two different drives that can move us. And I think all created things in some sense like have a, a fear awareness, like, oh, okay, hey, I, I, sure. I require energy to run. And so that's that scarcity mindset of like, I got to make sure that I'm doing enough to like keep the energy coming in. But I think what's that's so right. different about us is, you know, things made in the nature of God is like, we, but we're created in love and we have this, we, we can access this uh, connection to to the energy of love, which is different. It's like that's like that's like sustainable. It's not something that just runs out. And so when you're saying like, you know, when I'm when I'm focused on what I'm doing, the the narrative underneath that is I could be enough, but I have to make sure that I'm always doing enough. And so the foundation is fear, right? 
Am I bringing enough money in? Am I, is my church big enough? You know, am I, have I done enough to please God? Like it feels right because I think that there's, there's very much like a, an energy of fear that's just normal for our world. Right. And so if so, fear feels normal, but I think that's that toxic environment that like for believers, we're supposed to go, and this isn't, this isn't, this isn't right. Like this isn't the thing that really, you know, brings me shalom. Like it'll, it'll, it'll give me this temporary feeling of security, but underneath it, there's this, there's a foundation of, but it could all slip away. Yeah. You know, I think too, with busyness, like we are in a culture, like, I mean, Jesse, you, you know, you have three kids, like doing sports, like that's part of life now. Like when that's how our lives work, but I feel like busyness does have that um, undertow aspect to it to where you can be in the, Oh, we got to go do the sports and everything else. And then you at, let the other layers come on. And before you know it, like you're drowning. That's it. Yes. And we're not paying attention to why we're doing the things yeah. that we're doing. You know, why are most of the time we're doing things because we think we should do them or because we think we have to do them. Um, or we are, we fear missing out if we're not doing that. We fear not doing them (laughs) and, and we're not, we're not making decisions about how we're spending our time, our energy, and even our resources. And I deal with this with, with business owners and leaders all day, every day. I cannot, I cannot tell you how many times a day I have this conversation about, well, how do I know if I'm spending my time and my energy doing the right things that are going to move my business to where I want it to be? And most of the time they're doing a whole lot of things that they don't really want to be doing that are wearing them out and is, is, is ending up in overwork, exhaustion and burnout. And they're not, and it's not even producing the fruit that they want it to. So whether it's kids, whether it's adults, whether it's, I mean, at every level, we are all making decisions out of places that we don't even stop to ask, why am I yeah. really doing this? Is this, is we don't even ask, is this in alignment with my lifestyle values and who God made yeah. me to be, you know? Um, and, and, and until we start to ask those questions and come back home to, to, to get honest with ourselves and connect, reconnect with him, uh, which changes the game. It's a reordering that's got to happen. It's not a, you know, and I, I actually, I posted something about this the other day that was, um, you know, we're even in our, our culture tells us to, well, achieving life balance is the way out of busyness and overwork and overwhelm. And I say, that's not even it. We're missing it there because achieving life balance is not even a, a it's not even achievable. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what the answer is, is yeah. reordering. Yeah. It's reordering and putting him, him in his yeah. rightful place. And then when we spend time with him, we're connected and attuned and aligned. And then we can hear his wisdom and hear his, um, his rhythm and his flow and feel that to know where we are best spending our time and our energy and our resources to produce what we were created to produce. I think this- but we're either trying to be somebody we're not that we think we have to be, or we're trying to do enough to have enough to be enough. And we don't yeah. know who we are. And, that's that you know it all goes back to the question of understanding that we are enough and understanding who we are and and what he intended i think one of the things that happens is like i can i can speak personally for me i remember a period early in life where it's like if i if i put god as the number you know as the number one what that looks like is 
changing and disordering all the things that I'm passionate about and that I care about to just line up with, you know, God. But if I, as I step back now, it was usually just the people in my church, you know, the people around me that like, that I thought they wanted me to be. And I, I mean, yeah. cause this goes back to what you're talking about, about essence is like when you, when you're talking about reordering, it's like putting God in the preeminent spot, but then also connecting that to like this, you gave me this heart, you gave me these passions, you gave me these interests, these things that like naturally light me up, that naturally That's like it. excite me that, that, you know, I think about and I get energized by that I put work into and it feels effortless. Like that's what the connection looks like. It's not like, oh, you know, you need to become somebody totally different and, you know, oh, you know, pray all the time, no. or, you know, right. And be admit, or doing things that make yeah. you miserable. He, 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 he wants us to, he wants the essence of us to come out and be in its yeah. fullness, you know, and, and he doesn't want us to turn away from who we are. He wants to, he wants us to be more of who he created us to be in ways that bring us mm. joy. Yeah. And that's where everything gets really I, good. I feel like, I just, I don't know, yeah. like, I'd be interested in both of y'all's thoughts. Like, so why is that so hard for Christians? Because is that like a church mm. problem that like we, because I think there's a fear somewhere in there that like, it's a fear to really let people be who they are and trust that that's like, hey man, maybe God put that in you. Maybe like people start to become, well, it's like, I want to be a, you know, I want to create movies. Well, we don't do that around here. You know, like you need to be a missionary right. or you need to be a pastor. Like we get so rigid with what we feel like the Holy Spirit's going to produce in somebody like we need to control it. Like, but that just feels like so much of the, like it's stifling all the things that, that God's trying to do. Like, where does that come from? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I, I think it is a belonging thing. I do. Um, but I think what happens is when we, when we have a desire, you put someone, put people with a need, a strong need to belong and to be loved and to be seen and to be known, which God created in all of us. Um, and we start to look for that outside of ourselves or outside of him. I mean, outside of him in us, then it sets us up to, um, to move into, that's a dangerous mm -hmm. place to be. Because we're looking for someone else who is very different from us, who is also living in a broken world, who has brokenness in their DNA too, that to 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 determine our worth and our value and our enoughness and you know and to tell us whether we're doing it right or we're doing it wrong or we're being who we are we are created to be or who we're not, and that's just that can't come anywhere from God, and I think it just goes back to that disconnection from him. And that was my story for so many years until I truly now, now I, I can honestly say I live every single day of my life seeking him for seeking out. I, I can, I can feel it in my body and in my heart, whether I'm in alignment or whether yeah. I'm not, whether that decision is going to move me further away from who he created me to be and further away from him, or whether that decision is going to um, move me closer. And, um, and I don't think we as a culture have, I, I, I know the church doesn't develop that skill. We don't, we don't learn how to hear his voice. Right. And, and I don't know what that, I don't know why, I, I don't, I don't know where that, where we lost that, but 
it, it's that's what's so sad is that that's not being well it's not not being taught there are a lot of people who are teaching that but as a it's it's not being it's not taught the status quo well, that's for sure yeah. right right so so we leave that to we leave that to the, the culture the society to to um to counterfeit and when we allow that to happen it's it's a dangerous dangerous oh, especially because our culture says you're going to find that through like sexual fulfillment right like like you're i love right. what you said that you said like that's something that you really find and connect with through the medium of your heart like that yes. is a it is something that you sense more than you think more than you see more than you hear it's like a, it, it is something like i know what that alignment feels like in my body yes. no so I, I totally agree with that because i think that's where all of the you know counterfeit of yeah sex feels good and so when you're you know getting attention and likes and stuff on social media you're getting that like dopamine hit yep. that's you're clearly doing something right or when you're having sex yep. you know that those things feel good yep. and so that's like the ultimate you know that you've made it mm -hmm. But we need to make, there is no feeling that is better when I am in true, I can feel it right now. I mean, like, it, it's just that I know that I am right where I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, not supposed to be, but, you know, doing what I'm created to do. And, and I'm in complete alignment and attunement right this moment. And when I'm not, I, I mean, when I am it is the best feeling in the whole wide world I, that the fact that that I don't even need, and that's why, you know, I mean, I don't need any other substance to because I have that because it's like there's no greater peace and enjoyment than that. Um, and and when I don't feel that there is nothing that feels worse to me than when I feel like I am not in alignment and attunement with him. And and because it is just there is. And I think that's the way we were made to be, but we just, we don't, we don't practice it. We don't, well, we don't know that we're, we don't know that yeah. it's available and then we don't know how to get it. And then we don't yeah. practice it too. Um, and, and I just, that's my, I love that. that I'm passionate. I'm so passionate about that because that's, that's where true freedom yeah. lies. That's what I really think people find themselves there because they it's not even on their radar. Like they don't even mentally know they're in that space. Yeah. Like, and that's what one, one of my favorite books of the Bible is Hebrews. And I love when he says that we will have to strive to find rest. Like he a hundred percent knew what he was talking about in every decade, every century, because we, we do like you have to work to find that rest and all that stuff around you. And I don't think people just pause and think, okay, this is happening. I'm saying yes to this. That means I'm saying no to that. Like, I don't think people pause to take that time to even realize what's going on. And I, I think that's how I would answer the question, Jesse. People aren't even aware. They don't even know. Yeah. Well, it's a big part of why it really, I don't know that we've ever said it this explicitly, but I do think it's a, it's a huge part of like our passion behind this whole idea of heaven here now. Like it's a shift. And it's actually, you said something earlier that I think is really important. It's humbling when you realize that this is actually something that is my responsibility. Like I, I can, Connie, you can, Katie, you can, anybody that's listening, you can envision and connect to this picture of heaven here now. You can sense what it would feel like in your body. And 
you can pay attention to what hell here now feels like. Yeah. And that, like that yeah. awareness, like that now all of a sudden becomes my responsibility. Yeah. And now, it's hard too, I think for like people in ministry or like counseling, like you are Connie, like everything feels, everything is good. Everything is a good decision. And for me, I found myself like, um, well, if I say no to this, I'm not a good person. Or if I say no, they need me. And those people don't need us. They need Jesus. And that was a huge light bulb moment for me. Like, I don't have to be the person doing this. I'm actually like, um, I'm actually taking away from God when I'm putting myself in that position and, and his glory. So, yeah. Yeah. And Jesus knew that too. I mean, he didn't even, you know, he didn't even personally minister to everybody. He knew who God called him specifically Mm -hmm. to minister to. And he didn't take, he didn't take every, I mean, if he couldn't have, he couldn't right. have handled that, you know? And, and I think about that so many times is like, I want to know, and, and I ask him every day, Lord, I want to know and be sure that who I, if, cause I know that if I'm, if I work with someone or help someone or try to um, serve someone out of my own strength or out of my feeling like I should do it, or it's, it's the right thing, or they need me and only me. And, and I don't hear his voice saying in his peace saying, no, I have anointed you to like, then, then, then I know there's going to, it's going to be toil. (laughs) It's going to be, and the fruit is probably not going to be the best from that because I am, I am inserting myself in something that is not. All the Enneagram twos are like, no. Right? Their world is melting down. That's right. Burn the heretic. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, Connie, thank you so much for sitting down with us. I mean, this is so good. We could do this. I could keep talking about this all day. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Me too. I am so passionate about it. And, you know, I, I, that's where I just, I'm, I really want to help people under, not only understand that this can happen, this can, this can be your new, new way of living, but like, here's how you do it, you know? And And I think it's so um, important on so many levels. Like we're not just talking about like business leaders or pastors or like even a stay at home mom. Like I've been there. We're talking about about (laughs) every level. Yes. That's right. So We're anyone listening can benefit level. from what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, that's what I hope to, to, you know, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be from me. That's just my, that's what I feel like is my calling in this world is to help people learn to live that. And, you know, and so it's, it's praying and asking the Lord, okay, Lord, what are you co-creating with us? What are you, you know, the people that you've brought around me, the people that, I work with every day that, you know, what are you, how do we do this in a way that it reaches more people that impacts more people? Um, and so that we can get help, help people get more freedom. I just want to, um, I want to end with like something you said, you know, you said a couple of times, like you talked about, you know, attuning to, you know, God's spirit, you know, this, like, um, getting in alignment with connecting to, and just for anybody that's listening, you know, one of the things that Jesus said all the time was he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And I just want to give anybody like the encouragement, you know, cause maybe you're going, I don't, I don't know that I can do that. You know, I don't, I don't know that, that, I don't know that I'm able to do this thing that you're talking about. This thing that you're doing, Connie, you know, getting, you know, tuned to God's spirit. Like, I don't know that I can do that. 
And I just, I want to encourage anybody listening that to, uh, that you can, if you believe that you can, you know, if, if you be, like, I believe that every person has this, you know, whatever it is, some piece of God in them that absolutely like resonates. And when you, when you get in line with his being and his rhythm, that's there's, we're using all these like, you know, musical words, attunement, resonation, cause that's what it feels like. It's like a very full body experience of like, that feels right. That feels true. That feels right. good. That feels, you know, uh, loving like all that stuff. And like, I just, I, that's my favorite piece of encouragement to people is like all those things that you desire, like you can actually follow that. That's going to lead you where God's that's God. Like he's, he's trying to take you somewhere. So like, keep, keep tuning into it. And I just thank you so much for, you know, sharing your wisdom and your journey um, of helping people get on there. You can, you, we can see how it just kind of lights you up to do it. Yeah. yeah. Last thing, Jesse, oh, totally. don't, yes, thank don't you. be ashamed. What, so plug your book, girl. What's the name of your book? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's called um, the, it's called warrior arise, live bravely, freely, authentically you. And it is my story of um, burnout breakdown to breakthrough and literally everything that I learned um, along my journey of breaking free from this, um, this way of living in the struggle and how to actually live in this new way, how to tune into God, how to hear him, how to, um, you know, learn to resonate and, and how to know when I'm in alignment and how to begin to change to be the freest, most um, joyful version of me. Hmm. And yeah, so, so we it's love packed it. full of packed full of stuff. We love what God's doing in you. Thanks for uh, Thank sharing your you. time with us today. And I uh, will have to do it again. Thanks. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. Thanks so much. We appreciate you being, I appreciate you having me. All right. See you, Connie. Okay. Bye.